It's hanging off and it's all black. What? My little toe. Oh, right, that's disgusting. That really is disgusting, isn't it? Very, very painful. Very painful? Hmm. Why? Well, it's hanging off and it's all gone black. I don't know what uh, to do. I'm going to sell the tape it back on later, I think. Do you know, I mean, I'm quite tired. We haven't really made that much money this week on doing this show. And the first thing you tell me is you've got a f***ing black toe. Well, it's important to me. Um, so you've got a black toe. Yes. Sorry, I just had to edit something out which I said because some people... Anyway, never mind. Um, right. Well, amputation's very easy, won't hurt. Just uh, seal it up with a soldering iron, I'll be fine. Yeah, I mean, I'm not really interested, to be honest with you, but uh, how did you do it? Uh, I walked into the room, and because I have a slightly knocked knee, my foot hangs mm. to uh, to the left, and I whacked it into a solid leg of a chair. Your foot hangs to the left? <laughs> it does, yeah. So you look a bit of a twat. Some people have said that in the past, yeah. Yeah. Does everything hang to the left? Hang on a second. At the moment, yes. Well, regimentation in all things is not bad, is it, really? Anyway, where are we going to start today? I'm, not, I'm, I'm really quite... I, actually, to be honest with you, I was going to do... Oh, God, I love a Vic nasal spray. I can't tell you. Oh, that's good. Is that an advert? Uh, no, no, we could do. Actually, that was Olber soil. Oh, I have to... oh, that's better. I've been doing a lot of dusting today and um gets in your nose, doesn't it, a bit? Why are you doing the dusting? Because we had this argument before, well, discussion, I don't have a cleaner. Yes, so why haven't you got a cleaner now? We've had the discussion weeks ago. Well, because I don't actually want somebody coming into my house and cleaning up my shit. I can do that myself. Why Why would I want to do that? Yeah, but we're talking about dust. Yeah. Not shit. I'm using the term colloquially. Oh, I see. You know, okay. Okay. as mess. Rather than the word shit, if you were Welsh, you could say, I was just about to say, I don't think you're that old yet for that kind of service. What? What service? Someone come around and cleaning up your shit. Shut up. Do you know, that is the... Have you... Somebody just texted me, then. Not me. Oh, right, OK. Um, uh, <clears throat> right, OK. Uh, do you know, I'm, just, I'm sorry, I'm... I'm, I'm uh, the reason I'm a bit like... The, you know, forget all of that, because uh, slightly more serious than, than just us messing around and me being, you know, a bit like I am when I'm not working, if you know what I mean. Uh, is this, uh, we're recording this on, I can't remember, Friday. Anyway, it's the day that the tragedy has happened in New Zealand. 49 people senselessly killed and 50, at least 50, wounded, some of them seriously, by some f***wit um, who seems to think because of the colour of his skin, he is in some way superior to other people. Now... I'm just getting fed up with the whole thing. I'm getting fed up with the way the world is heading. And okay, I can understand some people wanting to remove the bureaucracy of the European Union. And I actually agree with that. I, want, I can understand some people thinking, uh, and I do myself to a certain extent, that the European Parliament thinks that it is uh, the be-all and the end-all. Of course it isn't. And I think that the idea that you can't be a sovereign nation and also linked with other companies is wrong too. I think we should be able to reorganise uh, the European Union or the European ideal or the, the, I don't know, free market system amongst countries. We should be able to make it work. And there should be a consensus of opinions amongst nations as to what the overall law of the land should be. Uh, and I can understand why a lot of people did vote to leave the European Union. I'm very popular today. Hold on one moment. Apparently my new trailer is out on uh, talk radio at the moment. Um, <clears throat> 49 people have been killed and some of them have been children. And I think it is about time that, that we actually started seeing some of these problems in the world for what they are.
Having said that about Brexit, I also think there are some very nasty, horrible, and these these are not the politicians and these are not the majority, but there is an ilk of nasty, horrible, extreme white supremacists, people who would tell you they were Christian, uh, people who would tell you that they're doing this for our good, who exist here in this country and in all other countries around the world. Also, there are people who consider, because of their religion, Islam, not all, but there are people who consider that they are superior to everyone else in the world. These two ideals, to my mind, are driven by religion. And I'm not saying that all religious people are like that. They're not. A lot of religious people, both from from Islamic religion and Christian religion, are nice, good people who just want everyone to get on and to the world to be a nice... and want all the things that they're supposed to want. Sadly, there are extremists on both sides, nutters, people who think that by killing somebody that is different to them that they will achieve some kind of utopia. These people are barking f***ing mad. Whether it's the Daesh lopping people's heads off, crucifying them or anything else, whether it's the nutter who rampaged through Christchurch in New Zealand and gunned down 49 innocent people, they are all the same. They are all meant... No, actually, to say they're mentally ill is giving them a cop-out. They are all nasty, vicious, vile, inadequate, who actually want to do something to make a name for themselves, but couldn't do anything other than this. Want to achieve something. Like those nutters who go and consider they're going to uh, to establish what they call a caliphate, a, a, a new kind of existence. To the, the people who consider that they are fighting some sort of crusade. Both as bad as each other. And what's the solution? And I'll tell you what I think the solution is. Um, for years and years, we have tried, well, I haven't, but the media has tried to keep people with extreme ideas off, not to give them airspace, to ignore them. Now, today, because of what's been happening, I've looked at uh, a number of foreign TV news channels, Al Jazeera, France 24, various other ones, Russia Today. And the news agenda across the world is completely different to what we get here. The news across the world at the moment is the most distressing I have seen for a long time whether they're in the Middle East fighting each other, whether they're in Africa fighting each other, whether they're on the fringes of Europe and Russia fighting each other, whether they happen to be trying to bring their extreme, stupid, f***ing appalling religious ideas here, they are there. And what do we do about it? Well, the consensus of opinion, we ignore them and they might go away. That won't work. Now... I think that we need to actually show these people for the nutters they are. I remember uh, a number of years, must be 15 years ago or so, that Abu Hanza, the hook-handed imam from the mosque in Finsbury Park, who actually spoke such ridiculous shit that I invited him on my radio programme many times. He's languishing now in a, in a prison somewhere in America, a good riddance to him. A nasty, horrible, smelly piece of shit. Also, I remember having a bishop from some ridiculous church, I think he made up, uh, in London. There were lots of these very strange Christian evangelical churches who wanted to come on my program. We invited him on. And he wanted to do a phone-in about how if anybody was gay, they could ring in and he would use the power of the Lord to heal them. Another ridiculous smelly shit who actually came in and spoke the biggest load of bollocks I've ever heard. Two stupid, ignorant, pathetic assholes 
And in doing that, I think a lot of people realised just how pathetic they were. And rather than hiding from these people with their extreme views, let's talk to them. I interviewed Tommy Robinson, who's pretty extreme, not long ago, and he thinks he's very clever. But actually, when you hear what people say who have fairly extreme views, it is actually good to let people hear how silly they are. The problem with Brexit, I tell you the problem with Brexit, we didn't actually get enough of the ridiculous views in the media, did we? And sometimes the media is constrained because they're supposed to be impartial the whole time. You know, we don't have an impartial press. So the media has to try to be impartial, but everybody else has formed their opinions from reading their papers or going online or doing whatever they do. And then so discussion programs are supposed to be fairly balanced in this country. It won't work. It hasn't worked. Get the idiots online. Get the idiots in front of cameras and microphones and let people hear how stupid they are. But they must be challenged. Don't let them say they're saying, well, you know, that. well, thank you very much indeed. That's your opinion. If anybody disagrees, please give us a call, which is what you probably hear on the BBC. These people have to be challenged and they have to be shown up for the nutters that they are. This chap in New Zealand's probably gone, well, four of them, I believe, probably gone unchallenged by anything he said. He's probably mixed with people who think he's wonderful, mixed with people who think he's uh, in some way a leader. You're not a leader if you shoot innocent people in the back. You're not a leader if you shoot unarmed people when they're praying to their particular God. That is not being a leader. That is just the way, unfortunately, mankind seems to have gone. And whether it was the crusaders rampaging across the world, putting to the sword anybody that didn't believe what they believed, or Muslims doing the same thing. Look, I think we should all be able to believe what on earth we like. And if you believe some strange things, you believe that somebody's sexuality is uh, likely to not let them find a place in heaven. By the way, I don't imagine there's a place called heaven or hell anyway. There is possibly an existence where your mind goes or your brain or the electricity that is in your brain. It may well go somewhere when you die, I don't know. But uh, the people who believe in these ridiculous, uh, they are in some way strange. They are, I mean, that they've got in their head that when they die, their soul, which I like to talk about, the bit that makes you think and do everything else, is going to exist somewhere else. I don't think actually it is physically possible for that to happen. I don't know. There is a possibility. Uh, but I think, you know, the religious people and the books they write and the, oh, some of the, oh, God, they get on my fucking nerves. Jehovah's Witnesses, gormless fucking twats, knocked on my door the other day. And to be fair, two ladies with children, and you can't be rude. I was so tempted, but you can't be rude. So I said, look, I'm sorry, I don't believe in any of this. Uh, it's such a shame you're indoctrinating your children, but thank you very much indeed. Don't call here again, please. And off they went. They did try and give me a copy of their pamphlet, whatever it was. They said, look, I don't want it. You will go to hell. I said, well, I'll probably meet a lot of my friends there, but thank you very much. Goodbye. And I, I just, what on earth is the problem? And I, I know, I was just thinking of a friend of mine, I'm not going to mention his name, who's uh, from a family. Uh, they are Pakistani by origin, but they were all born here. Parents follow uh, an Islamic tradition, which I find strange because they live in Britain. Why would they want to do that? But it's a free country. They can do what they like. Kids don't uh, have no interest in religion uh, like most kids in this country, quite rightly. They've seen through the pretense and stupidity of it. Um, but because they respect their parents, uh, they just play along, which I suppose is okay to a certain extent. But one day that will have to stop. You know, this world in the 21st century, when we really ought to know that the stuff they wrote a couple of thousand years ago to try and control populations in whether the Quran or the Torah or the Bible really are just old people's thoughts, maybe not so old, I don't know. 
uh, on how society should run and people who wanted to be in control. And yet still on the 21st century, we are still paying lip service to it. You know, we have prayers at state occasions and we allow bishops to sit in the House of Lords. Why should some bloke who, usually a bloke, there are some women, aren't there now? Um, Why should they be allowed to take part in democracy? I don't understand that. It's about time we said, look, religion, you can believe what you like. You can believe in Father Christmas, the Easter Bunny, whatever you want, you can believe in it. But it does not have any place in the authority of the law of the land. And, you know, you might think, oh, well, I'm sorry, I, I, I don't, you can't do this, you can't do that, you can't do the other, which is what religions tell you. <clears throat> well, in law, you can do quite a lot of these things uh, because living in a socialised society means that, you know, you try and get on with people and accommodate the things about people you don't like rather than tell them they're going to go and die in a burning pit of fire. So I don't know what the answer is, but I, I, I think, to a certain extent, these issues have to be confronted regularly, discussed and debated, not with people getting violent. Violence isn't going to solve anything. You know, we're being told that if, uh, if one side or the other don't get their way on this Brexit problem, there could be trouble on the streets. Well, that's pathetic, isn't it? That is so pathetic. And I actually did uh, block a couple of people on Twitter this week who were extremely right-wing uh, they were white supremacists believing that, you know, Britain is still the best country in the world. We rule the world and that's what it was supposed to be and God meant Britain to be, you know, just complete and utter nuts. Oh, by the way, we are lucky to live in this country. It's a great country. Don't get me wrong. I wouldn't want to live anywhere else than in Europe where Britain is. We are a great part of Europe. But there are some people who seem to think anybody who is not British who doesn't live here is inferior. Do you have a sneaking feeling yourself that maybe because you are British, you are slightly superior to other people? Hmm? The only people I've ever found who actually have that view are, first of all, the chabs who are a bit thick, who go to Spain but only drink in the English bars and wear Union Jack shorts while they're on holiday. Uh, but you know the sort. Not the sort you want to mix with, really, are they? And they won't be listening to this, I can assure you, because they just listen to mind-numbing music that goes on and on the same way. Or the other people, of course, who, um, for some reason or another, feel that maybe God blessed this country. You know, we're a great country, don't get me wrong. But we are, as I've said many times, in an ever-decreasing world. It's becoming smaller and smaller because you can get round it quicker and quicker. What are we going to do about this? I don't know what we're going to do about it. But having just sat through an hour or so of what has happened in New Zealand, I think it has to be confronted. I mean, what do you do with the perpetrators of this horrific incident? I mean, they've got them on film. They've got eyewitnesses, there can be absolutely no doubt about the person who did the killing. What do you do with that person? I mean, I don't believe in in public executions. I think that's just banal. I think, you know, but here's somebody who's taken away 49 lives, who has then affected the families and friends of all those individuals, who will probably never recover the way they were. When you lose a loved one, you are never the same again. So what do we do to that individual? A lethal injection, put them to sleep, keep them locked up for the rest of their lives because you're never going to let that person go again, are you? You know, could you imagine 30 years in the future sitting in a pub with this old bloke saying, yeah, well, I was the one that went out and slaughtered 49 people, but, you know, I I was misguided at the time. Can you... I can't see that happening. Well, maybe maybe we should try. Maybe that person is extremely mentally ill, because I actually think you probably would have to be mentally ill to kill that many people, wouldn't you? You would have to be deranged, wouldn't you? 
or are just some people just just they're, they're wired the wrong way and they cannot understand or see that what they have done is wrong. I mean, you certainly don't want somebody like that breeding, do you? You don't want those genes in the gene pool. What do you do? Keep them locked up for as long as they live? Maybe as an example to other people? Or do you give them an injection, put them to sleep and be done with them? Interesting thought, though, isn't it? I have to say, I think this is quite a depressing podcast I'm doing today, but I don't think we can ignore it. Because quite frankly, it is getting worse and worse. And discussions I've been having for the past few years on Brexit makes me realise that people's views of a similar situation can be so different. Brexit is nowhere near as serious as the problems from the extreme left and the extreme right or religious fundamentalism. But it does actually allow people to realise that when they disagree fundamentally about the way things are going, how nasty we can get. So we need to find out how we can solve our problems without going back to the beginnings of time where one Stone Age man hit another one over the head with a lump of rock. Maybe the answer is to allow women to run everything in every country. Maybe men thinking, feeling, and in some countries demanding the right to be superior to everybody else. Maybe that has come to a, an end. I've never, I've always had women tell me what to do, and I much prefer it that way. They seem to be more organised and more understanding. Men just think they know what they're doing. Women can usually sort out all the problems. I don't know. If you've got any ideas, why don't you email me, jameswellradio at gmail.com. Um, let's try and... Let's try and find ways to heal the problems that are out there. And I think, I think religion has a place in this. I think religion has got to actually realise that, that they are out of step, a lot of them, with reality and with modern times. And I think that has to be addressed. I don't think it is being addressed. I think it has to be addressed. Um, I'm not going to talk any more about it because it's depressing me. Uh, just watching... Whilst they're rounding up some of the uh, the wives, I believe, and the and the children of uh, so-called IS or Daesh fighters, and and I don't know how these women became so brainwashed, but I was watching this on uh, France Twenty Four, I think, uh, and these are things we just don't see over here. Uh, and the I think the the Turkish troops who at the time were, were doing this come up and they were giving them food and the kids, you know, three four year olds who are fighting over packets of peanuts and when they get ripped, they're on the ground in the sand and they're trying to scrap them up and eat them. I mean, this is, you know, and we sit here in our, our reasonably comfortable homes with our motor cars and our televisions and radios and washing machines and this, that and the other and, you know, maybe even our uh, our food being delivered by the Ocado man or whatever and, and then there are people like that. Then... They brought round a, a truck of, of water bottles and some of these kids hadn't had a drink of water for two days. And just, I mean, and, and then I write tweets from people who say, yeah, burn the lot of them, get rid of them. What a shitty fucking world we're going to live in if we're not very careful. I mean, admittedly, women who went there shagged the idiots who are, uh, are trying to, to build a religious country. I don't know whether they're being just driven by big-time gangsters or what, but, you know, these uh, the girls from France was being interviewed because of a French TV station, but they're girls from all over the West who've gone there. Why? What is it? What, what do they see? What, you know, what is it about religion that makes you want to cover yourself up and hide away? One girl in tears because she'd had two children die. We've seen all, heard all of this because of, of what's been happening here recently. But what do we do? Do we do exterminate a lot of them? I mean, some of the fighters uh, on presumably our side were driving into buildings, and one guy said, well, there's a whole family of them in there, like a family of rats. We're just going to bulldoze the house down on top of them. The kids in there. Better that they just don't get any... You know, what? what are we doing? How do we get to this state? Some people are going to say, because we're not religious anymore. It's got nothing to do with that. It's got to do with the fact we try to hide away in parts of the world from what is going on. I don't know what the answer is. I really don't know what the answer is. Maybe, maybe mankind is supposed to just internally combust and then some other species will take over. Maybe that's what's going to happen. 
That's a sobering thought, isn't it? I'm all depressed now. Yeah, well, I was depressed before I started watching this and thinking, you know, we're worrying about how we're going to leave Europe and what are we going to do here and all, all this stuff. And then there are kids, thousands of them, who have not got enough food, not been looked after, don't have anywhere but sort of, you know, uh, lying against it. It just, it, oh, it just, it, it, and it's all needless. It's all needless. They're fighting over things that don't exist and don't matter. Started by blokes. Started by men. Listen, I regularly feel like giving certain people a slap. Don't we all? But I don't actually do it. Well, this is Rob. Yeah, I was going to say. This is getting really out of hand now. I don't know what to do. I really don't know what the answer is. You know, we don't want foreigners in our country. Oh, there's too many people here. I mean, this is going on the world over. You know, instead of going forward and looking that the world can be more integrated and that we can all be, you know, human beings living on a planet, maybe... Uh, finding more in common than we thought we had, because let's face it, basically we are all the same, except some people you understand, some you don't, because of the language problems. And then we talk about our cultures, but our cultures are usually formed by ridiculous religion, where we believe in something, well, I don't, but people believe in something that really they have no proof of. That I, I've got to feel I believe it. It always comes back to religion. You know, this bloke in New Zealand coming back to... Um, Talking about Christianity, actually, and, and, and talking about, you know, how, how uh, other countries trying to take over here. New Zealand is not the country of a white man. It's the country of uh, a Maori. Australia is the country of the Aborigines. The only incomers around there are the Europeans. So think on that, you know. Okay. Well, maybe... maybe um, I had a funny incident on my radio show this week, if you want to know. Go on, then. Let me know your funny... Well, it was all about... It was all about uh, I don't know. Did you hear it? Well, I heard lots of things on the radio from you. I mean, which bit uh, are you talking about? A lot of it's funny. Three men in a car. Three men in a car. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It'll make a good TV show, wouldn't it? Um, so I was doing an interview about... Oh, God, what about, about Brexit? Yeah, baby. About Brexit. And, of course, um, what were we talking about? Uh, Brexit. Ha. <laughs> So I was going to do an interview with, um, oh, gosh, uh, Mark Francois. And so doing the interview with him, and he's in a car. He said, look, I'm sorry, but I'm going out to dinner. We're celebrating Brexit getting closer. And, uh, so we were going to have a serious talk about it. Then uh, he said, oh, by the way, just so you know, I've got three friends in the car, Robert Halpin, He's the MP for Harlow, Conservative, and Ian Duncan Smith, Conservative MP for... I can't remember where he is, the MP for, but it'll come back to me. Um, anyway, so three of these guys in the car, well, we're chatting about Brexit. Ian Duncan Smith, of course, former leader of the Conservative Party, very nice, he's a charming man, he's nice, uh, and believes that we should be leaving. They're all, they're all Brexiteers and making, I have to say, some very sensible and serious points. But it's quite funny because we were talking about different things and they were jolly, to say the least, and then the sat-nav kept telling them to turn left. <laughs> which, considering they were all uh, from the Conservative Party, was very, very funny. <laughs> and uh, I don't think I've ever spent... I spent nearly three-quarters of an hour with these guys as they drove in the car to their dinner. And I think they were getting lost. But uh, it, was, it was very funny. They didn't have any of their political advisers. They didn't have any of their press officers. They were in the car on their own and speaking freely, which is far more interesting and far better. So, you know, we went from Brexit and then uh, because Ian Duncan Smith is the architect of... Um, Universal Credit. Universal Credit, right. And he's the architect of that and it didn't go particularly well and he resigned from the cabinet because he didn't like the way they were putting it out. Uh, and so we had a chat about that. In fact, he said to me if, you know, if uh, things change and when there's a new prime minister and they asked him to go back, he would, he would like to do that. But because he left, they have changed it and it is working better than it was and I hope it is particularly for those people who found it very, you know, for the people who thought they could just lounge around and take money uh, without having to work, well, uh, stuff them. And, of course, Brexit goes ahead. They're going to be picking fruit in the fields before long. But there were people on credit who are never going to work, um, have all kinds of medical problems, who were being told by various organisations employed by the government 
that they were fit enough to work, and blatantly they weren't. So that all had to be addressed. And then people were not getting any money for five weeks or so. Uh, and that was why Ian Duncan Smith resigned, because he uh, he had not planned universal credit to work in that way. But anyway, so it seems to be getting better, and a lot of people on it now are actually reaping the benefits of it, because it means that you can get a job, and if it doesn't pay you quite enough, uh, you will have your wages made up. But it encourages you to get a job, which must be good for anyone. There's nothing worse than sitting at home and not going out. Do you know, I feel I've actually become very serious on this, so what the f*** else can we do? I could do tech talk, really lower the tone. Yeah, do tech talk. My phone, my iPhone, which is relatively new, it keeps... I'm not able to take pictures sometimes. I have to turn the phone off and reboot it. Oh, that's filtering. I beg your pardon? It's filtering out what you're seeing. Why? Well, maybe it doesn't like the subject matter. I'll decide what it's going to like. <laughs> it's not... To, what the hell does it think it's doing? It might need an update. It'd be a software issue. Will it? Oh, right. Can you fix it? Uh, not remotely, no. Oh, right, OK. I might have to do it then. Yeah, you'll have to do it yourself. Yeah. yeah. OK. Oh, I'll tell you what else I had on the show the other day as well, which was funny. Uh, somebody rang in and, and mentioned the name Jess Conrad. The, the the singer. You had to think. I, I always have to think. That's one of the things yeah. humans do. Yeah. 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 Okay. The singer. Yeah. And uh, so we got him on the on the phone. He's still going. He's eighty three. He's not got a wrinkle on his face, and he still considers himself to be a sex symbol. And good luck to him. That's what I say. And it was Kenny Everett, of course, who made a song that he released called "My Pullover." <laughs> um, a, uh, a very obscure hit. You remember my pullover by Jess Conrad? Way before my time. Yeah, you should have a listen, but you have to sit and listen to the whole song. Okay. You know, I think we should bring out a song. My pullover's been done. So, what about my underpants? Is it like Ken Dodd's uh, "My Penis"? What? You know the Ken Dodd song, um, "Happiness." Oh, happiness. Yeah, it's all, about, um, it's all about his penis. It's not. It is. Happiness, happiness, the greatest yeah. gift that I possess. Uh-huh. Yeah. Happiness. Yeah. A, a penis. So think it in your head and then think, use all the words of the song. I am sure Ken Dodd did not mean it in that way. He did. No, he did not. He did. Who told you that? Paul Daniels, friend of Ken Dodd's. Well, we can't ask Paul now, can we? No, we, well, I did. Well, I didn't ask him, he told me. Yeah, I think he was pulling your plonker. Paul actually sang it to me, convinced me. He said, happiness, happiness, the greatest gift that I possess. Happiness, happiness, the greatest gift that I possess. See? No, it sounds like happiness to me. Let me get the words up. I don't want the words up. <laughs> this is not a karaoke show. <laughs> Hang on. Uh, Diddley, Ken Dodd, uh, penis, lyrics. I thank the Lord that I've been blessed with more than my share of a penis. <laughs> it's happiness, you plonker. <laughs> I'm the luckiest human in the whole human race because I've been blessed with more than my share of a penis. It's happiness. <laughs> It's not a penis. <laughs> well, next time you listen to the song, you'll you'll hear it. Oh, He's taking gosh. a piss. He's a comedian. Yeah, right. Okay. Um, why don't you do tech talk and uh, I'm going to sit down and have a drink. Okay. Uh, Facebook, Instagram and WhatsApp went down for 14 hours. I think it was more like 17 hours, but 14 hours it's been reported because someone uh, changed their desktop wallpaper. Oh, That... It's all right. I'm okay. Don't worry. It wasn't your little toe, was it? No, no. Yeah, it was my happiness. <laughs> uh, yeah, somebody had changed some server settings, and uh, everyone lost Facebook. And people were phoning the police to say, "Help! My Facebook's gone off." Idiots. Yeah, why would you phone the police about that? Mind you, I don't know what people would do without their social media nowadays. Well, they did the same with KFC, didn't they? When KFC didn't have any chicken, people were phoning the police. Mm. 
that's going to happen again because apparently they've changed the uh, delivery company again. So they reckon that uh, KFC is going to run out of chicken again. So get your chicken mm. now. That's not an advert, by the way. Isn't it? No, I have to tell people it's not an advert. Or do you have to tell people when it is? Oh, right. Uh, Netflix uh, is to rate its own content, uh, as in age content. Uh, the yeah. BBFC have said that Netflix, for the first time, can actually just do it themselves. Might be the sign of the times. Get to rate your well, own. Well, it certainly is. Mm. Uh, 31 trillion bits of pie. I beg your pardon. 31 trillion bits of pie. That's the uh, the number, yeah. number of digits. Is that another song? 31 million trillion bits of pie. I ate the lot and then I died. It could be. Uh, somebody in Google have, have managed to work out the, the pie's digits to 31 trillion bits. <laughs> so now we can be more accurate in making circles. Good. Uh, the, the website Tumblr had said it would remove all porn from its uh, website, and now it's lost yeah. 30% of all its customers. <laughs> What's Tumblr? I think it's what a does video, it do? I think it's, uh, let me have a uh, Wikipedia Tumblr. Uh, right next to a computer is candy. Bumbler. Yeah. Wiki- well, I'm right next to a computer, but I wouldn't know where to go for it. Uh, Tumblr. Uh, mm. Micro-blogging social media website founded by David Karp in 2007. Right. Owned by Verizon Media. The service allows dot, dot, dot. I have to click the link to find out what it does. Yeah. Uh, service. Can we not start something up like that? Is that a way of making loads of money? It allows you to post multimedia. There we go. So you can post your porn clips of you and your girlfriend on this website. Mm-hmm. And they, Tumblr said, no, we're going to clean up our website, and they lost 30% of all their customers. I mean, why, if, you, if you're that way inclined, why can't you just put them on any other way, on your website? You were about to tell everybody what your favourite porn site was then, weren't you? <laughs> There was no, I haven't got a favourite porn site. I, only the ones you keep sending me. <laughs> They're fairly tame. Um, but what, you know, if you insist on, on being an exhibitionist and want to put a picture of you and your friend doing whatever you do, put it on your website. What's, why would you go to another company? Why would you go on WhatsApp when you could just text somebody? That's true, but WhatsApp is texting, though, isn't it, really? So why would, why, when you've got a phone, I can text you, why would I go to another app and text you on that? What is the point? Please don't text me any of your porn. I don't have any. Will you shut the f*** up? Answer the question. I don't know. People like to go on the thing and see how many people liked their uh, positioning. So they they get to see, you know, 3,000 likes and 20,000 views, and they go, oh, that's good. That's all about being famous? It's all about being famous, yeah. Okay. Speaking about being famous, um, you know that uh, person that followed us on Twitter a few weeks ago, Curve Love? Oh, God, yeah. Apparently they, they are genuine listeners of the show. Yeah. Because they, they said uh, thanks for the mention. So, yeah, obviously they're real. So, fair dues to them. At Curve Love well, on why, Twitter. Don't keep mentioning it on here, for goodness sake. <laughs> it's a very interesting porn on there. Will you stop it now? I could do. Shall I move on to films? I mean, there are lots of people who listen. I, be, I believe Her Majesty dips in and out. <laughs> Not anymore, no. Well, probably her, uh, I don't know, what they, her, her handmaiden or something is, is helping her dip in and out. Okay. Uh, films, Captain Marvel, the latest yep. in the uh, sort of Marvel series of films. The last one with uh, Stan Lee in it, I believe. Quite sad. Any good? Actually, very good, yes. I'm not a Marvel fan, but the last sort of three or four films that they've brought out have been very good. And obviously the the big film Mm. this year is going to be the final end game of uh, Avengers, which I'll go and see. That looks quite good. Mm. I saw that Robin Hood film. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I hate going to the movies, though. Did you have sticky seats? No, but I had somebody eating something behind. (laughs) The whole time. (laughs) And they were so f***ing fat. I mean... You know, do yourself a favour, some people. If you, Why would you, if you were sort of so fat that, you you know, how everything hangs over everything? And he can't have been more than 22, 23. He might have had a glandular problem, I suppose. But you don't sit there with a f***ing great bucket of, of popcorn, do you, when you're that size? Well, you can't get a small bucket of popcorn in these cinema. Have you seen the 
sizes yeah, and stuff. I know. Nobody's, nobody's, everybody's talking about fast food shops. I talk about cinemas. Anyway, Robin Hood was entertaining, but, you know, had nothing to do with Robin Hood. Well, the name, obviously. Yeah, yeah. But it was kind of Robin Hood meets Mad Max. Yeah, yeah, I'll go with that. Interestingly enough, one thing occurred to me, the guy who played the Sheriff of Nottingham, Mm-hmm. I can't remember the name of the actor. But he had obviously been studying Nigel Farage. He's from Star Wars. Well, I don't care where he's from, but he actually was playing the part of the Sheriff of Nottingham as if he was Nigel Farage. Yeah. Yeah. It's just the mannerisms, the way he was talking, everything was Nigel. Can you hear that banging? I don't want to know what's going on in your other rooms. No, no, that's Lulu's just scratching herself but leaning against the door. Oh. <laughs> it's quite funny. Good right, Lulu. Good girl. Good girl. She's coming over here now. Uh, right, where were we? We're doing questions of the whale now. Yeah, gosh, that time already. Do we, do we uh, sell any books, by the way? Oh, yeah. I'm not advertising ever again, those books. Why not? Well, I had to go to the post office four times. You sold four books? Sold quite a lot of books. I had to carry huge sacks around with me. Well, it's good to get your sacks in order. Four times I had to go down. Mm. You've, you've been down four times. Okay. Four times. Well, listen, if, if, you want to get, uh, if you want to get Rob getting his sack out again and going down, then uh, go to our website, jameswellradio.co.uk, and you can order a fabulous book. Fabulous book. Not many signed ones left. I think I've only got 30, maybe 40 max signed books now. Really? I'll have to come down and get you to sign more. <coughs> that means you want me to sign some more, doesn't it? Yeah. I'll, mm. br- I'll bring some down when I next see you. Right. When was the last time I saw you? About four years ago? Yeah, that was enough. I think, actually, rather than you come down, what I'll do is I'll sign some and send them to you. Well, that'd be Because if you come down, it costs me money. <laughs> Okay, questions for the whale. Uh, Maria Stock. Hello, Maria. If you could have three wishes, what would they be, James? Uh, Okay, three wishes. First of all, first wish uh, would... Three, I don't really need three. My wish would encompass everything, that we would heal the world and make sure that everybody had enough of what they wanted. That's two, isn't it? Yeah, and my third one would be to eradicate nastiness. Well, that would probably happen in the first wish. Can you move your phone slightly? Oh, okay. Not not closer. No, I'm just moving it over there. Right, okay. Yeah. Uh, Matt Pierce. Hello, Matt. Uh, what's the best film ever made? I don't know. Uh it's a, those are difficult questions to answer because that is all subjective. So what I think is a, a great movie, you probably wouldn't. Um, I'm just, I can't even remember anything that has struck. Gladiator, when that first came out, I thought that was brilliant. Nah, there's only one answer to this. Well, it'll be Star Wars as far as you're concerned, but I found Star Wars just totally boring. Yeah, but it's the only film that's ever captured generations upon generations of people, the biggest franchise in the world, seen the most, mm. made the most amount of money, seen by the most amount of people. It's a family movie. Everyone in the family can watch it. It is the best movie ever made. I'll go with that if you want. I just find them boring, but okay. It's a shame Disney are ruining it. Ooh! <laughs> Apart from Rogue yeah. One, that was very good. And that had your, your friend in it from Robin Hood. Ni- mm. Nigel. Nigel, yeah. yeah. Uh, Sandra Bellini. That's a nice name. Uh, she may well be Italian. It may well be. Uh, why am I still awake at 3am? Why not? You just give me a call. We'll chat for a while. Uh, Jane Potts, similar theme. Why is my 23-day-old granddaughter wide awake? Because she wants to take in the world when she first gets here. Don't worry, she will begin to sleep. Uh, Susie Mills. Uh, Hi, James. Are you coping with these strong winds? (laughs) Well, Susie, there are answers to this. But uh, uh, to be honest, I'm looking out the window today. It's pretty breezy today as well. But, you know, 
We don't have much in the way of weather in this country that is destructful every now and then. So uh, I don't think compared with the sort of things that are going on in the rest of the world, there's some huge tornado um, down in Africa at the moment that's wreaking havoc. That's not making much news either, is it? Madagascar, the island of Madagascar, over to uh, that bit of Africa there and around, and it's uh, it's pretty strong. But no, Susie, I'm, I'm, I'm not too bothered about the wind, a tree falling over here, tree falling over there. As long as they don't fall on us, we'll be okay. Uh, Daniel Severn. Get on with the question. Uh, I'm considering installing automatic door closures in my living room to stop doors being left open and letting the heat out. Is this a good idea? I suggest that you relax a little more, Daniel, and stop being quite so anal about people leaving the door open. Uh, Darren Moss, where were you last night? I assume that was the night you took off the radio. Mm. Um, I was out, uh, Darren. I was having uh, a nice evening out. You don't need to know any more than that. Uh, Rob James, if tin whistles are made of tin, what are foghorns made of? Well, it's pretty obvious, isn't it? I mean, I'm amazed you even ask. Obviously, they're made of fog. Uh, Chris Beddows. quit. <laughs> Chris Beddows. If you were stuck in a lift for three hours, which talk radio presenter would you like to be in there with? It, actually, I can see that question, and it says, which would you least like to be in there with? Okay. Okay. Um, I don't... Do you know, there really isn't anybody that upsets me. Who would I like to be? I think I wouldn't mind being in the lift for three hours with... Julia Hartley, bro. I saw her on telly last night. Yeah, she's often on telly. Why? She was on Question Time. Yeah. Was she being rude? She didn't get a chance to say much, to be fair to her. Oh, okay. Um, I'm still waiting for my invitation to go on Question Time. Not going to happen. Why not? Because you're too sensible. Yeah, I know. I think they should ask me. Um, so I'd like to be in there with Julia Hartley Brewer most. Who would I least like to be there on talk radio? There's nobody in talk radio I particularly wouldn't want to be stuck in a lift with. Stefan Dom. Uh, they would get really ratty if they didn't get a drink. Yeah, that's a good answer, that one. Yeah. Uh, They're very nice people, by the way. I'd love to meet Stefan Dom. Only, like I said, only for about an hour. And Steph's not very well, so we hope she gets well soon. Oh, I'm going to get into trouble with this one. Ram. Yeah, Ram, Ram. okay. Is happiness a... Oh, crikey. Is happiness a cult? I'm so, so glad I said Depends that. how big it is, doesn't it? Happiness. Happiness. <laughs> uh, Dean Nicholson. When is Talk Radio moving into a new building? Or the new building? Um, about four or five weeks. It's taken a while, isn't it, to be fair? Well, that's Chris Evans' fault. Oh, did he steal the studio? Yeah, because the talk radio studio was uh, the, the best one built. Uh, he went there and he said, I want that one. I want that one. So they're having to rebuild the Virgin Radio studio. Mind you, I'm not sure if I want uh, Chris Evans' um, cast-offs. So I think he might be staying where he is and the new studio they're building we might get. Ah. Hey, I told my daughter that there's no such thing as Santa Claus yesterday. You told me you'd never do that. Well, only because she asked me, to be fair. Well, why would she ask you in uh, springtime about something that happens in winter? I think rumours had gone around the school and she was just clarifying to see if the rumours were true. So mm. I, I always promised that uh, if I was ever asked outright, I would obviously tell the truth. And so you should. So I've ruined her life now. She's no longer a child. Really? Yeah, no Easter bunny. No, no elves on the shelves. No Santa no. Claus. Better that you've done it now than when she gets a bit older, because the shock will be less. So we don't have to buy as much this year. It's great. What? I'm going. Uh, I need to brush up on my dog.
Was? Was? Crap. Come here. Well, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Whale has officially lost it. <laughs> I'm going to go and take him out. Look, uh, thank you very much indeed. See you all later. Don't forget, check out the website, jameswhaleradio.co.uk. And if you want to uh, have your say on anything, uh, you want to drop us a little email, you can do that to uh, jameswhaleradio at gmail.com. We're done. See you next time. to the James Well Radio Show. For more information, visit www.jameswellradio.co.uk. Why not check us out on facebook.com slash jameswellradioshow or follow James on Twitter at the James Whale. James Whale, the voice of reason.